0: Revelation chapter 1 is where we're going to be. In. <clears throat> uh, again, there's times, and uh, Butch would know this, and Tom and Seth and Daniel, you know, the Lord gives you a word, and you are in your own mind discerning, is this really from the Lord? Is this, that I get this from God? And, of course, I heard the praise team practicing this morning. I go, okay, thank you, Lord. I was out yesterday afternoon, not, well, yeah. We, I took Burl after the Bible study yesterday morning, and um, Burl needed to go purchase something for his home from uh, Lowe's. So I took him to Lowe's, and we went in, we got what he needed. And then we stopped by Whataburger. What a burger. And got a burger. <laughs> uh, sweet and spicy, mmm, man, that was... You can get two patties, but I only got one. One patty. And, uh, and, uh, and we're sitting there talking, had tremendous fellowship, and God just, um, it was just great. And he made a statement to me that he said, I, of course, you know, Burl is 90 <laughs> and still engaged in the work of the Lord. Come on. And, uh, He said to me, he said, I I just don't know in relation to difficult times ahead and especially for believers. He said, I just don't know if I got what, if I just, if I'm going to be able just to stand when the pressure comes on. And I basically, I told him, Well, Burl, if it's, I don't know. I don't have what it takes to stand. I just told him flat out, I'm not strong enough. uh, There are times with the introvert side of me, you know, that I have difficulty sometimes just talking to people. I know you might think that's crazy, but... There is an extrovert side of me, praise the Lord. Uh, And as an ambivert, I get to choose which one I get to be at a certain time. (laughs) I said, but uh, I do know this. That because of Jesus Christ, because of his presence and his power, because of his word to my life and yours, you know, I I can make it, I can do it, I I can stand. And I know we've talked about difficult days and it's coming from everybody in every direction about how it's going to be very trying times in 2024. Um, So on this first Sunday of the new year I want to give you a couple of factors that all of you most all of you are very familiar with that will see us through it will see you through the personal trials and challenges let alone those that come from uh, a world that is hostile to God and that doesn't mean well anyway so, what we find here in the scripture, in this marvelous opening chapter in Revelation 1, uh, are some that, that you're going to find out that there are a couple of factors that will help us and make the difference, and that there's a whole team with us on our side to help us. And so, just to leave you with an opening word of encouragement today that you can take with you as you walk out that door and live it and rely on it the rest of this year. And then part of verse six will pick up as a part two next Sunday, okay, unless the Lord changes my direction. And so what do we find? In verse four, we find John to the seven churches that that are in Asia. John is the apostle that's writing this, of course, the one who said, I am the one whom Jesus loved when he wrote that in his gospel. The one who Jesus loved. And uh, he knew who he was, the relationship he had with the Lord. He's writing to the seven churches, and I know if you read chapter two and three, you would find out the names of those seven churches and where they're located. But I'm just telling you right now, even though this was written to them and for them, this is written to us here at Cornerstone, this is for us. That's where you say amen right there. <laughs> they try to teach you when you're speaking to people and they react a certain way, don't you react to their reaction. <laughs> and so amen, Wall. This is a word for cornerstone. This is a word for us. So John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, here are the factors. Grace to you. And peace from, and then we'll read on. I I just want you to know today that the grace that we possess, and we sing it as amazing and truly it is, more than you comprehend more than we know. In the class, in our sessions downstairs early when we're studying, we're in Romans chapter five right now, and it's, it's, it's talking about how the grace of God abounds. It is so marvelous, it is so magnificent, it is so grace, it is so great that, 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 the, that the sin that Adam committed, you know, was just one sin. But when Christ, the second Adam, came along, he had to deal with many sins many transgressions from billions of people and so it took a mighty work of abounding grace to overcome that that's what i'm talking about the grace of god how many here are believers you've been born again you know the lord ask this almost every week now And what does the scripture say in chapter 5? That you stand in grace. Let me repeat it. Grace is under us. Grace is around us. Grace is above us. We have a storehouse of grace. We have a storehouse of the help of God. Anybody here glad? We have a storehouse of the favor of God resting upon our lives. And the knowledge of God and the inspiration from God and the counsel from God, and the strength from God, and the wisdom from God, and the understanding from God, we have all of this is wrapped up in the grace of God, and you're standing on your feet, splitting your britches, running all over the house. I can have visions too, can't I? Out of excitement of the grace of God. And he has not left me alone. He's not left Burl alone. He's not left you alone. The abounding grace. And it's not just grace to see you're forgiven or grace to help you overcome sin. It it is that. But so much greater, the volume, the depth, and the wealth of the grace of God that is available for us um, from this great team that we're going to look at here in just a moment. The grace of God. So I know you can make it because of his grace. But the second factor, and this is big, because you have to, if you're going to endure as a believer and if you're going to make it in this world, you're going to need this second factor, and that is peace. I'm talking about something settled in your heart that's just calmed you down we live in a world where people are jittery and they're edgy and they're reckless and the world word makes plain in describing people who don't know God there is no peace says my Lord to the wicked there's no peace the way of peace they have not known. But I'm telling you, in the midst of, in the storms of life, you can know the peace of God. And you know, it's not, it's something more than just being absent from uh, trial or conflict in your life or whatever it is. It is, there is an abiding, there is something that is beyond comprehension that abides within us. Of course, he is He is our peace with God, and he is our peace of God. I'm just telling you, uh, so let the peace of God dwell in your hearts. Let the word of Christ dwell in your hearts richly. Um, These two things, these two factors that we read in the beginning of letters or at the close of a letter or whatever, and we just kind of read over them because we know, but yet we don't know the depth of what we're really talking about when we read them. The grace of God and the peace of God. Now, today, I'm, I'm just taking a moment. I, I wore this new sweater. Uh, Emily and Seth got me a new shirt, and I wore it last Sunday night. They got me this sweater and, and, uh, for Christmas, and I wore it today. But in just a moment, I might be stripping... <laughs> Is it hot in here or is it just me? Oh, if Glenda's warm, we got to turn the... Well, let me... What Jane is not warm. She's got her coat on. I don't know Marilyn came in with a coat on. But... Uh, oh, well, okay. That one's on. <laughs> Do the opposite. Yeah, we'll freeze out Tom and Nancy, and then we'll. Yeah. I would. You would either cold or hot. If you're (laughs) lukewarm. It's John. It's God through the Lord Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit, his angel, who, is, who is, gave it to John, and John has written for us, and now it's for Cornerstone. Say, will you say this word today is for me? It's for Cornerstone. It's for the grace of God, the abounding, ab- abundant, thrilling grace of God and the peace of God that sees us through in the midst of the storms. You can have it. Notice, he says here in verse 4 that it's from him, It's from him who is, who was, and who is to come. Did we not sing that this morning? It is from him who is. You got this down. I hope you have it down. Because we live in a world where there are people that will deny that there is even a God. And more times than once in the scripture it says the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. What pleases God? That you acknowledge that He is, that God even exists, and that He's a rewarder of those who seek Him. Come on. Y'all, anybody here believe that? And I want you to know I've read in the scripture that the rewards are not just for beyond this life, there are rewards in this life from our Father. Come on. Shout to the Lord. Yes. And so. Who is, who is, who is. He was everlastingly in the past. You can't wrap your mind around that. And will be everlasting in the future. He is what the scripture knows as Yahweh. He is the very breath. He is breath. He's wind. He's life. He is Yahweh. He is the great I am. Come on. And He tells me, I am for you whatever you need me to be for you. <laughs> Oh, that's good. You know, again, the thoughts that come through my mind yesterday and today, just, you know, I'm not, and I told the Bible study group yesterday, I'm not adequate for this job. I'm not adequate in myself for pastoring even Cornerstone Church. I'm not adequate to serve the Lord the way that, but I do know, as we taught last week, that because we have this new covenant, He makes us sufficient. It's from God. It's from Him. So, and someone said, then in this hour in which we live in the 2024, you and I, we are really going to have to walk with God. Let me repeat it. He's walking with us. Are you walking with him? And I've been convicted by that and God has dealt with me with that. And we're really going to have to be walking close to him. That's why the scripture says in James, it also says in Hebrew, draw near to God, draw near to God, draw near to God. And um, let me tell you, this grace and this peace that we are talking about this morning, these wonderful factors that will carry us through, these factors are from Him who is Almighty God. We're talking about the Father here. Then, number two, we see what's the next phrase? Not only from Him, but the next phrase is from the seven spirits who are before His throne. Now, there's been all kinds of debate about what this phrase means you know Judaism teaches there are seven types of angels seven archangels Um, some believe they might be the seven angels of the pastors of the the, the leaders of the churches in Revelation 2 and 3 I don't think excuse me I don't think it's any of that but there is an interesting verse that is found in the if you'll turn one page in your Bible or if you're on your tablet look over to chapter 5 and there is a verse in chapter 5 that says this And it says, uh, in this great worship chapter of the Lord, it says, and I saw between the throne with the four living creatures, these cherubs, "and, and, and the elders, I saw a lamb standing as if slain, having what? Seven horns and what? Seven eyes, which are, say it, which are the seven spirits of God, what sent out into all the earth. Now that looks like strange symbolism, and it really is. I've never seen a lamb with seven horns. Doc might have. I've never seen a lamb with seven horns. (laughs) But, uh, uh, because he's seen lambs, he's seen creatures with more horns. Anyway, move on. Uh, Having seven horns and seven eyes. Well, the symbolism here, and I, I love this, this lamb whose spirit of Christ has come to dwell within us, who has come to be with us, who has drawn us to him. These seven, these seven horns, what does a horn represent on an animal? It's power, strength, dominance, okay? And they fight with these horns. And, and this spirit of God has seven horns, the seven of fullness, the seven of completeness, the seven, so look at this. And he also has what? Seven eyes. Seven eyes, and these eyes, and why seven? Well, how many continents are there in the earth? There are seven continents, and they they do what? According to this verse, they are sent out into all the earth. So I'm, I'm encouraged by this interpretation that what we see back in chapter one, there are seven spirits of God, but they're actually the Holy Spirit and they represent the fullness of strength and power and, they, and the all-seeing eyes of God. And what does that mean? God, when you, say, when you say the power of God, God is omnipotent. Omnipotent, what kind of word is that? Omni, meaning all. He's all-powerful. He is omnipotent. And he is also the seven eyes of God, which are God can see everywhere. He even sees down into our hearts. And so these seven eyes representing, what, the omnipresence of God that is everywhere. There's nowhere you can go where you can escape the spirit of the living God. Oh, wow. So what are you saying? I'm saying there's there's these wonderful factors that's going to carry us through this year. Going to carry you through trials and situations, some you've already been through. And there will be more. I'd like to tell you there won't be any more. In the world, you'll have what? Tribulation. You You can tell us. Yes, you can. Oh. But there's not only these factors that support us and will this year, 2024. But then there's this great team that's on my side. Can I announce to you today this team is on your side? The Heavenly Father. The Heavenly Father is for you. (laughs) He's on your side. (laughs) The Father and the Son have come by His Spirit. We have this wonderful team. This grace flows from the Father, and this peace comes from the Holy Spirit. And so we have then here in verse, let me get back on the right page. Right here in chapter one, we have the next one, verse five. It's not this grace and the peace comes from him who was, who is, and who was, and who is to come. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne. By the way, so isn't it interesting if you know typology in the tabernacle and there was a menorah there that has seven flames, the eyes of God, the illuminated one, representing the spirit of the living god uh it's wonderful pictures but then it says and from jesus christ anybody here excited about jesus let's talk about jesus the king of kings is he the lord of Lords, supreme throughout eternity i know i pulled a song out of the 1970s uh anyway see i used to sing in teen groups and choirs and You know, in youth camps. and I'm glad for what was invested in me. And it just comes out. And I'll tell you, there's things that's been pouring into your life for the last 10, 20 years. And it's going to keep on coming out. Come on. Come on. He is the, well, here's what the scripture says. And from Jesus Christ. Well, who is he? Look at these aspects of Jesus. Now, I really love to preach about Jesus out of Colossians 1. Uh, one of my favorite chapters. You know, I say that about every text. pretty much. <laughs> but here, what do you, who is Christ? Y'all say it together. Who is he? Faithful witness. By the way, his witness was unto death. All the way unto death. And he was a witness through his death. By his death, he was still witnessing. Will you say, well, like, I I wrote down uh, John, in John chapter 3, it says this, and I've referenced this many times, but it's worth looking at again, where he says, talking, John is, John the baptizer is speaking this here, and says, he who comes from above, speaking of Jesus, he who comes from above is above all. Will you say that? He's above all. And he who is of the earth is from the earth, like the first Adam, and speaks of the earth, Okay. But he who comes from heaven is above all. And then verse 32 says, What he has seen and what he heard. Well, what did he see up there? And who did he hear it from? He heard it from the Father. What he has seen and what he has heard of that, he what? Testifies. He gives witness. And no one receives his testimony. That doesn't mean anybody didn't hear or receive what he was saying. It means there's no one else like him that, re, that received what he got from the Father. That's what it's saying. Did I make that clear? Okay. He who has received his testimony, speaking Jesus, he, Jesus, who has received his testimony, the Father's, has set his seal to this, that God is true. And what else? For he whom God has sent who did God send? Jesus speaks the words of God. For he gives the spirit without measure. He's the faithful witness. And things he spoke spoken that came out of his mouth were, were things God the Father had given him to say. You know, it took me years, Tom, to learn how to do that. I used to speak out of my own, I used to try to get sermons together. I told them this last Sunday, I would stay up to three and four o'clock in the morning on Sundays getting a sermon together. I finally, the Lord finally taught me, why don't you ask me? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, that's all you have to do. Get your words from God, get your instruction from the Lord, get your counsel from the Lord. Get it from him for your daily life for the situations you're in, for what's going on. By the way, the secret of the Lord is for those who fear him. And that's not just for me or Daniel or Seth. That's for you. Oh. So he's a faithful witness. He witnessed unto death. He was witnessing and sharing what the, by the way, verse one of Revelation one, what does it say? It says, the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him the things which will soon or quickly, speedily take place. It's the same thing. That's all Jesus is doing here. Okay, He is revealing to us what God has showed him and he sent it to his Holy Spirit and then the Holy Spirit sent it to John and John's giving it to us and aren't we glad? And so by the way, I I, and the initial motivation of this message today was because I've been preaching on who you are as a believer, and that's probably where we'll pick up back again next week. But it, the thought came to me that, you know, you know what? We need to be reinforced again, whom we are serving and who He is for the day that's coming, for the day that we're in. So He is the faithful witness. He witnessed unto death. He witnessed through his death. And what does this mean for us today, Tim? Basically this, to carry you through. His words, his word is trustworthy. Because there will be a day may come and the tempter will tell you, just like he did in the very beginning. Did God really say that to you? Did God really call you? Did God really lay his hand upon you? Did he really make you worthy? Do you, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Come on. I've been there. One of the things that keeps me motivated, and I know it keeps Tom motivated and Butch and the rest of the elders around here is because they have a call on their life and they know from God that they got to do what they're got to do. Come on. I... Or otherwise, I'd have quit a long time ago. <laughs> I just... Um, oh, glory to God. We've got 25 minutes left. <laughs> Don't fret. <laughs> the reason, there are two factors you're going to need to carry on, even to do ministry, to raise your family, to do what you've got to do for women of worth, to do what you've got to do in Bridges of Faith, to do what you've got to do as administrative pastors and leaders around here. I'm just pumping, I'm just picking out on people. You've got to have the grace of God. And you better have the peace of God settled in your life. It will carry you through. Where does this come from? God our Father, Him who is, who was, who is to come. It comes from the Holy Spirit, and it comes from Jesus Christ. And He is a faithful witness, and His word is trustworthy. And then what's the next phrase? He is what? He is the... Uh, Firstborn, the firstborn of the dead. Well, firstborn is a phrase. Can I give you a, another word? We don't associate that, uh, we don't fully understand that word today as they did in ancient times. But firstborn just simply means he's the foremost of the dead, he's the greatest of the dead, he is the highest. Matter of fact, Paul writes to the Colossians that he's the He's the highest. He is the firstborn of all creation. Okay. What it means here is of the dead. Well, he's talking about the resurrection. He's talking about, has Christ been raised from the dead? Yes or no? Huh? We don't serve a dead God. We don't serve any idol that can't hear us or can't talk or can't feel. We serve a living God. And though you do not see him, yet you love him. And though you do not yet uh, see him now yet you believe in him and you rejoice right now with joy that's inexpressible and full of glory. Come on. One day I'm going to see him. But I know him. I've, I've, I've known his leading. I've known his touch. I know, oh, he touched me. Dad sang it last week. Oh, he touched me. I've known his touch. I've known his spirits. I know his voice. I know his man is so rich and wonderful. And I've had a couple of, three times where God came down on me for an hour knowing the soul around me and it was me and God and I can't, fully described to you what those experiences were like, but I'll never forget it! My God is real. He's real in my soul. My God is real, for he has washed and made me whole. His love for me is like pure gold. My God is real, for I can feel him in my soul. Uh, You better know that you know in the days that are coming that you have a team on your side. The Father's for you, the Spirit's for you, and the Son of God is for you. He's the firstborn from the dead, What does that mean? That just means that we too were once dead in our own trespasses and sins. God looks at the whole people of the world and he loves the whole world, but they're all dead to him. They're dead in their trespasses and sins. But for those who place their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, to be restored to the Heavenly Father, I'm telling you, he has made us alive together with him. That's why I like to be with the people, I like to be with the people of God, the real, true people of God, that are alive! (laughs) I like to come get with you because you got some life in you! (laughs) Uh, Yes, and it's rich and wonderful. And so, I want you to know then that our Labor in the Lord's work is not in vain. The same God that raised Jesus from the dead is the one that's going to raise you from the dead. The same Holy Spirit that raised him is going to raise me. Yes, rewards on this side, but there are rewards on the other side. So be steadfast and be immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord God wants you God's got a call for you and then the last aspect that John talks about Jesus is what and from Jesus Christ the faithful witness the firstborn of the dead and what the? The ruler of the kings of the earth. Now there's different ways to interpret something in, on down in this verse because there's some, I think King James says, but then the Greek Bible says this, that we are kings and priests. The Greek Bible says we are a kingdom priest to our God and we'll address that next week, Lord willing priest to our God. Um, I, I will announce to you that he's the ruler of the kings of the earth. Uh, what do you mean? I, I think this is a prophetic role that's going to take place after the second coming. Stay with me. Don't lose me. <clears throat> Don't drop me. Because we know he is the king of kings and he is coming to establish his throne and he will sit upon the throne of David his father in Israel and he will rule the world and we will reign rule and reign with him. Is there an amen there? Yes. But I also do know, by the way the scripture says in Romans uh, Revelation 11, let me repeat it again that there is a day coming when the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of our Lord God and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever now there's the sense where that has not happened yet we sing joy to the world joy to the world the Lord has come let earth receive her king that most of that song that hymn from my understanding is future okay and let heaven and nature sing It's wonderful. Um, But, well, but, but Tim, but, 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 but. by the way, I will tell you right now, all kings, all presidents, all prime ministers, whether they know it or not, and let me repeat this, every single man in this room, all men are subject to Jesus Christ even now. Every one of us will give an account before the Lord, every president, every prime minister, Every king, the kings of Arabia, and it goes on, wherever they're from, whoever, every premier, they may not know it, or they, they may not want to acknowledge it, but every man is accountable to Jesus Christ, and Christ to God. The scripture makes it absolutely clear. Oh my. And by the way, there's a day coming when every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Christ is the Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Uh, that doesn't mean that God Daniel 4 says makes clear that God is ruler over the realm of mankind are you receiving this but the day is coming by the way Paul writes to the church in Ephesians and he makes it clear that for right now Christ is the head of the church Lord, are you head of our church? We've surrendered, we yielded. We want you're the head, we're the body. Uh, Lead us, O God. Lead us, O Lord. Um, Can can you go to this one scripture? Uh, Go to 1 Corinthians Corinthians 15. And uh, while you're turning there, we do know from Isaiah chapter 9 that that a child has been given to us and a son has been given to us. A a child has been born, a son has been given, and that the government will rest upon his shoulders. I want to know if there's anyone here that believes that. And of the increase of his government, there shall be no end upon the throne of his father David. Oh my, and he will reign forever and ever. You get this down in your crawl. I don't even know what that means. That's some Kentucky phrase, Tomlin. Okay. By the way, you better get it in your crawl if you want to endure. Go to Go to verse 23. But... In each well, read let's let's do twenty two, Bobby, you're right. Let's do that. Uh, as in Adam in Adam the first man what? So also in Christ all the supernatural race who believe in him will be what? Made alive. You got any life in you today? You got any hope? You got any peace? You got okay. But how is this gonna happen? Each in his own order christ is the first fruits or he is the firstborn he's the preeminent one he's the foremost the greatest he's the first that was raised from the dead and never to die again and after that those after that those is that you who are christ what at his coming first thessalonians chapter 5 which you read today then then what then comes what the end what minute. when but only when there's two wins Get these two wins down. When he has, when he hands the kingdom to the God and Father, which when, okay, okay, when he has, when he, has, when he hands over the kingdom to the God and Father, he's gonna do that one day, okay? And uh, I think that's after his 1,000-year reign. And then when, here's the second when, when he has what? Abolished all rule, All authority and all power. Keep reading. And that's what he's going to be doing during the time of his reign on earth. He's going to be abolishing, making of no effect all rule, all power, all authority. And then you read verse 25. Ready, what's it say? Stop a moment. He must reign. Who must reign? Jesus Christ. Until he, God the Father has put all his enemies under his feet. By the way, even Jesus has a helper, and he's God. Come on. God says, I'm going to honor you, son, and I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to put all these enemies under your feet. So what are you sweating about? I'm sweating because it's hot in his sweater. (laughs) And I dare not strip in front of you. My wife would have a fit anyway. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. Next verse 26. The last enemy that will be abolished is death. Keep going. I want you to keep going. For he has put, this is quoting scripture, all things in subjection under his feet. But when he says all things are put in subjection, it is evident that he is accepted who put all things in subjection to him. And what does that mean? That means even one day, Jesus Christ is gonna present the kingdom to the Father. And even the Lord himself is gonna be again submitted unto the Father. And the Father is gonna receive all the glory, all the praise, all the thanksgiving. And you got to get to the next, get to the next verse, to verse 28, which says, drum roll, and when all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself, also will be subjected to the one who subjected all things to him so that God may be what? All. Yeah, so that God may be all things even in all, including Jesus Christ. Let that sink in a moment. man my love and adoration for Jesus even went up higher because there's even, because he not only subjected himself when he came to this earth the first time, but even as he rules and reigns the second time and when all of the kingdom is handed over to the Father, he himself is gonna subject himself to the Father one more time that God the Father may be praised and glorified and adored. He will be the one that is what? God, that God may be all in all, including Jesus Christ. How can you not get excited about the word? The whole reason, beautiful. You know, Burl said this. I said that but God says I've got a whole team for you the Father, the Son the Holy Spirit brought it back to my mind we were in conversation yesterday Trace and I briefly and, and uh, after Bible study see this is what you need She said, there was a day, there were many days, most of my life, I lived with tremendous anxieties. Even to the point nearly of, you know, panic attacks. Y'all familiar with that? She said, number one, her husband got a hold of her and prayed together, laid his hand on her and set her free from that mess. Come on, come on. But she said, now, she said, now my life, she said, oh, I still have a few anxious moments here and there, but it's nothing like it used to be. She said, anxiety no longer rules my life. I told her a couple of weeks ago, walking out, she was walking out, I said, you're an inspiration. It took, called her, I said to me, I said, because people like you and others here, the way you're growing and maturing in the Lord excites me thrills me and this is oh glorious see that kind of peace you can have that kind of grace is available to us burl said this i said this but god says <laughs> grace to you and peace from god the father from the holy spirit and from jesus christ hallelujah hallelujah And as much as I'd love to read and preach the rest of verse 6, we'll do it next Sunday, Lord willing. (laughs) Because you can stand to your feet. uh, The world is dangerous, there are alarms everywhere. Uh, Did you hear what Betty Job said? The word of the Lord. What are we worrying about? What are we stressing out about? What are we anxiety about? Trust Him. Two factors God's got for you. Grace and peace. My soul. And He's got a whole team on your side. Now, they didn't tell me this and they're not prepared but I sure wish we had a worship we could just worship a moment. <laughs> uh